I am being followed by the Vlasic Pickle Stork. Attention, uh, Miss uh, Denise Richards. Please report to the VIP tent, uh, Miss Denise Richards. Hey, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's Dan Class. It's time for the bitter spill once again. I'm sitting in a uh, box in my garage, you know, not a not a cardboard box. You know, it's a drywall box that my my manly uh, cousins built. I'm in I'm under the flight path, of Los Angeles International Airport. I'm a I'm a stay at home dad, uh, failed actor, former uh, you know local comedian, shut in, and not really necessarily in that order. Actually, mostly now, you know, I got maybe I got to rewrite the tagline because mostly now, honestly, my friend, I, I'm a shut in. In this order, let's think about this. Shut in, somewhat stay-at-home dad. Because the truth is, the kids are at school all day. Right? While I stay home and, and quote-unquote work, and then they come home. But but they're, you know, at school. In, in t- well, actually, no. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're in school until, uh, you know, next Friday, and then it's summer. ha. <laughs> Now, Hudson had this uh, project at school where um, it was all about his heritage. You know, they, they had to work out a family tree, research their, you know, because we're Americans, so we don't come from here, most by and large, right? We come from Europe and Africa and, uh, you know, South America, the Middle East, Australia, you know, anywhere but here, basically, most of us come from because we killed all the native people with our disease. We give them all chicken pox or whatever it was. Smallpox. What did we give? How did we? How did we wipe out the indigenous people? I forget now. But we basically gave them some horrible disease, and they all died. And apparently, at the time, we weren't feeling bad about it at all. My point, my friend, is Hudson had to do this uh, research thing about, um, you know, one side of his family or one tree of the family tree or whatever one branch. I don't know. Anyway. And then he had to come up with a recipe for this recipe book that they put together, some traditional family dish. And um, then they were going to have a big cultural fair, and he was going to have this PowerPoint, you know, keynote-type presentation. And they were going to sing a couple songs, and they were going to serve this food, and uh, I forget what else. Well, Hudson's grand so he did it on his grandmother's side, my wife's mother's branch, right? His grandmother, Gloria. And Gloria makes these cookies that Hudson has always liked that he calls rainbow cookies. And what they are, they're these little kind of roundish sugar cookies with a little bit of just kind of a pretty, you know, standard sugary little frosting on the top. Just enough to hold a bunch of nonpareils, which are those little round sprinkles. And they're very good. They're really, really just a nice, simple little cookie, very colorful, very cute, very tasty. And Hudson, Hudson has always loved them. So that's what he did. So he called his grandmother, I think, 15 times to interviewing her about 
family dates, family history. When did this person do this? When did they do that? When they come to this country from Italy? When what part of Italy? Because they're all from Italy. That that whole branch, that's all from Italy, right? And then the recipe for the cookies and for the frosting and the how many of this. Okay, 15 phone calls at least. But he has to write a family story, family history type story. And, you know, these stories, I, I pray that it's become exaggerated over time. And, I'm, and I say that, uh, you know, to protect the innocent. So here's the story that he tells in his report. When, okay, his grandparents, his, excuse me, his great-grandparents, his grandmother's parents, when they met, how do you tell this story and keep it straight? Okay, well, his great-grandparents were Genevieve and Thomas. Now, Thomas's mother did not approve of Genevieve. Okay, Thomas's mother didn't approve of anyone. Thomas's mother did not think anybody was going to be good enough for her Thomas. She want right? Okay, one of those. That's fine. Hey, listen, that happens all the time. So the story goes, now again, this is family legend. This does not really happen. I'm sure this is an urban, right? Disclaimer, disclaimer. This is a true story. So Thomas brings home this uh, this girl, Genevieve, and says, you know, uh, uh, we want to uh, get married. And, you know, the mother's like, nah, I don't approve, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they keep saying, well, no, they want to get married. They wanna... No, 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 no. She goes, keep, she keeps going to the priest. Hey, don't marry them. All right. I forbid you to marry them. So one it starts to look, you know, like everything is progressing along towards the fact that these two are going to stay together and get hitched. And the mother cannot handle this. So Thomas's mother invites Genevieve's mother over for, uh, you know, dinner, let's say. And the idea is that, Genev- uh, that Thomas's mother is going to uh, poison the other mother in hopes of postponing the wedding. Or at the very least, and this is where the stories get a little conflicting, or at the very least, she's going to get her drunk, and then when she's leaving, push her down the stairs. And then she'll say, oh, she had too much to drink, and I guess she was drunk and fell down the stairs. Oh, I guess we, we have to postpone the wedding. So depending on which version of the story, you know, either... You know, Genevieve's mother didn't eat the beans or she didn't drink enough of the wine. She didn't drink wine or whatever, whatever. She didn't get drunk and she didn't get poisoned. But she did end up getting thrown down the stairs. And so in this very kind of, you know, Hatfields and the McCoys, the uh, Capulets and the Montagues, the Flintstones and the Rubbles, um, apparently there was a big trial. And uh, (laughs) because... Thomas's mother was brought up on, uh, you know, attempted murder charges. Okay, so I guess that all blew over. So in a last-ditch effort, you know, Thomas's mother goes to the priest again and goes, Listen, Father, once again, I forbid you to marry them. And the priest says, Go home. What's done is done. And he had married them in secret because they were in love and they were going to get married. And that's just the way it was. And of course, they stayed married for years and years and years and were very happy and had 
you know, three kids and blah, 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 and here we are. So Hudson's so proud, he's, he's, he, he interviews his grandmother 13 times for this story alone. And he types it all up, and it's going to be part of this presentation and that presentation. He might read it at school during this cultural fair. Great. But he wants to make rainbow cookies. And they need to be made when Melissa's not going to be home because Melissa is traveling for business. <laughs> mm, really? Okay. So we decide that we're going to make the cookie dough. Wait, how did this go? No, no, no. We're going to make the cookies themselves on one day and then the next day frost them. Okay, cookies. We're going to make cookies. We're going to make the dough, shape the cookies, bake the cookies, cool the cookies, but then we're going to refrigerate the cookies. Then the next day we'll make the frosting. We'll put the frosting on. We'll put on the nonpareils. We'll cool them down, whatever, and then, da, da, and then, then the next day we'll bring them to school. It'll be perfect. It'll take three stinking days to do this. But it's, you know, what must be done must be done. So everything's going perfectly on day one. We make the dough. It comes out perfectly. We shape the cookies. We bake the cookies. They're gorgeous. They smell wonderful. I think it's perfect. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely wonderful. The next day, we mix up the um, the icing. Now, the icing is just a very simple mixture where you take a little bit of uh, butter and shortening and you cream them together, and then you add an entire box of sugar. <laughs> Yikes. And, um, and then somehow that makes some kind of uh, icing. So we, we do that. And, of course, you know, my daughter's also involved, so the kids are arguing every once in a while, but that's okay. But, the, but, the, but basically, though, we work out a system where once we get the, we're going to get the icing done and then we're going to have a system where Hudson's going to paint the icing on with a pastry brush and then tea is going to dip them and then we're going to arrange them. It's going to be great. So we're mixing up the icing. We're getting, you know, it's really kind of tough for a man and two children to cream shortening and butter or whatever the heck it is we have to do because we don't, we've never done it before. We're not bakers. We're just people. We're people that usually sit around and watch television. We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to do anything. We know how to watch people do this on TV, but we don't know how to actually do it. So I'm starting to get a little like, uh, uh, my daughter's spilling eggs all over the, right? Okay. So about halfway through this process, my wife calls to check in. How are you doing? That's fine. All the kids have to talk to her. My daughter has to cry because mama's not home, even though mama's not been home for like 20 minutes. No big deal. She's still got to cry. So cry, cry, cry. Okay. So they frost all the cookies. They work together like a charm. It goes beautifully. We have a couple of a couple of them that went a little haywire, so we save those. Those are going to be for after dinner. We have them. They taste delicious. But as we're eating them, I make the realization that we forgot one of the ingredients. Now, luckily, it was a minor, minor, minor ingredient. It was the anise. I mean, that's got to be minor, right? It's just the flavoring. Not a big deal. I mean, really, right? It's not a it's not a baking ingredient. It's a flavor ingredient. So what? It's it's probably the thing that makes it taste good. Still, visually, the presentation has not been destroyed in any way. It's just yeah, whatever. 
they're going to be a little bland. So it's decided that we're going to refrigerate them. And then the next day, I'm going to bring them with me. Now, Hudson could bring them with him to school in the morning because they don't need to be refrigerated. Or I can just bring them when I go to the cultural fair. Uh, I guess I'm going to bring them. Because Hudson decides he wants to dress. They can either they either dress up nicely or they can dress like someone from their homeland. So Hudson decides, you know, at nine at night, the night before, that he wants to dress as an Italian immigrant going through Ellis Island in uh, 18 blah, blah, blah. No, I don't exactly run a costume shop over here, right? We we don't actually even have that much spare clothing because, you know, we'd like to donate to Goodwill. So we're scrambling around. We He has a, a white shirt that he puts on and we get some dark blue shorts of mine and we crimp them in the back. We hold them together with a, a – oh, what do you call those things? You know, a, shoot. it's not a paper clip. It's a binder clip. Thank you. We're holding his shorts together with a binder clip and then putting my belt through and then he's wearing my socks, but he's pulling them up to his knees because he's got shorts and he's going to wear dark shoes and this hat. It's got a koi fish painted on it. But if you squint, he kind of looks like a, you know, like a newspaper boy from the turn of the 20th century. Okay. And he's got this jacket he's going to wear and and we actually do end up fashioning this kind of crazy but kind of working costume for him to wear to this cultural fair. But he says, but dad, you are going to have to help me get dressed because I am not going to be able to get these shorts situated by myself with a binder clip. And I say, you're right. I will show up early and I'll come up to your room and you'll know I'm there. And then I guess you and I will just go into the boys room or something and I'll get you situated. It will be great. No problem. So. In the morning, he takes his costume with him to school. And I've got the cookies in the refrigerator. And I've got alarms set on my alarm on my phone when to leave, when to, and then it'll give me warning about leaving because I have to leave because I can't forget. I can't just get so tied up in whatever I'm doing that I forget to go. And no one's going to remind me. And no one's going to So I'm just getting ready to go. I'm getting my keys, I'm getting my shoes, I'm picking which jacket I'm going to throw on, and the phone rings. Hi, Dad. Oh, boy. Hey, buddy. Uh, What's going on? Well, yeah, I left my shirt and the belt and the hat on the ottoman in the living room. Could you bring those to me? Sure, buddy. Okay. Oh, no, no. And it was also, okay. Oh, God, I forgot about that part. Okay, good, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring those. Oh, Dad, and also, um, uh, you know that picture that I took of the little toy train, uh, fire trucks that Papa gave me? Yeah. Could you, um, could you print that out could you print out pictures of the toy trains and bring those too? Um, 
Okay, I'm on my way out the door. Okay, yeah, that'd be great, Dad. Thank you. I'll see you in a bit. Okay, okay. Okay, well, now I got to print a picture that I, I got to search for. I find it. The printer, because, you know, to print a picture, you got to use the special printer paper. You can't use normal printer paper because that looks crappy. You got to use the special stuff that the printer doesn't really want to feed. The printer does not want to do you any favors, so the printer's giving you the blinky, blinky finger. Well, I finally get this jackassing picture to print, and I grab the shoe or the uh, belt and the cap or the jacket or the shirt, whatever the heck it is that he has forgotten. I run, I get in the car, I'm zooming because now I'm late. I was going to be early to help him get dressed, and now I'm late, right? I'm late, and I've got the shoes, and I, and I just knew that I just should have given him a binder clip lesson on how to fashion his shorts, and I know that even though it's his responsibility, it's my responsibility to remember that he has the shorts, and that he has the belt, and the binder clip, and the hat, and all that stuff, because he's not going to remember. I have to be the responsible one, because he always forgets everything. I have to remember everything. I have to remember the knee socks, the black socks, right? And the hat with the koi fish on it and the jacket and the shorts and the belt and the binder clip. And holy crap, the cookies are in the refrigerator. The cookies are in the refrigerator and I am seven eighths of the way to school with the hat and the binder clip and the belt and the whatever else. The fire engine photo. So now I'm late and I don't have the cookies that we spent two days baking without anise in the frosting. So I show up at school, I run it because now they're all they're already in there. They're already in there. They're in the cultural fair in the big uh, multi-purpose room. They're all sitting at their tables, all the parents. The kids are up on these bleachers. They're getting ready to sing a song. Hudson looks like a nervous wreck. Why? Because I've got his pants and his belt and all that other jazz. He can't dress up like his whatever he was going to dress as. So he looks like a nervous wreck. And I give him all the stuff. And he's like, okay, Dad, and you got the belt. Well, I can't wear the shorts because you weren't here. And it's too late now, so I can't change. <laughs> And one of his friends says, hey, where are the rainbow cookies? And I say, <laughs> uh, well, funny, you should ask. Now listen, Hudson, don't freak out, but I kind of forgot the cookies. Okay? Now. I will go. Do you want me to go get? Yes, Dad. I want you to go get the cookies. Okay. You're, you're sure you want me to get them? Yeah, Dad. I told everyone they were going to be here. Okay. You cannot promise fifth grade children that there's going to be rainbow cookies and then not deliver on the rainbow cookies. But, dude, aren't you guys going to sing a song and make a toast? Aren't you going to make a toast to your grandmother or something? Yes, Dad. Okay, son. So when should I go? Don't know, Dad. Um... After the song, but while everyone's getting their food, okay, and we're looking at the schedule, and we figured out that if I leave, the minute they're done with their song, they're going to sing a song. They're going to sing what it turns out to be, um, We Are Family. I've got all my sisters with me. Uh, 
So they're going to sing, we are family. I've got all my sisters with me. And then I'm going to run. I'm going to run the heck out of there and get the cookies. And then I'm going to rush back. But I've got this big camera with me. You know, I've got the big camera. So I've got the big camera with me and I've got no cookies. And I'm wearing these shoes that I hate and that I'm going to burn that are, I bought them at a surf shop. And I thought they'd be cool, but they're just like loose-fitting slippers and you cannot run in them. You especially can't run into them with a five-pound camera in one hand. Because they they should be reserved for slippers and, and women. So I'm trying to run back to the car with these shoes on. And, and basically, you have to like use all your strength of your body to keep the shoes on your feet as you're running. Disastrous. I get back in the car and I race home. Race home. Grab the cookies. Race back. Everyone is finishing up being served food. I didn't miss the toast. I didn't miss going upstairs and looking at the keynote PowerPoint presentations. I didn't miss the telling of the story of Genevieve and her fiancé and the green beans and the falling down the stairs. I didn't miss it, but there's so much drama. Everything with the drama. There's always something missing. There's always something late. There's always something forgotten. Every day, every day. Living on this edge of unnecessary panic and frustration all day, every day, my God. Every day, I have to figure out what to make that day. Because every day, I got to go to the grocery store for that day. Why? Because I can't think today about what to eat tomorrow. Why? Because I'm sick of cooking. And one phone call, one phone call about a, a binder clip and a belt and a hat or a jacket or whatever the hell it was is enough to flush the cookies out of my brain. One phone call about how are the kids doing is enough to get the anus forgotten. Must I write everything down? Must I just keep a list in front of my... It's like I have ADD or whatever. It's called like, oh, oh. Remember to stop recording the bitterest pill. Once you start, always remember that eventually you have to stop. Or maybe if I didn't write that down, then I would just record this show until I ran out of breath. I mean, it all worked out. Everything works out. That's not the point. The point isn't that anything... Nothing's really going... Straight to hell. But everything is just so on the edge. Everything is just so last minute. Everything is just so, so get up early and stay up late and get there in the nick of time, but not really a moment late. The lights have already gone down and the curtain's gone up and you're just finding your seat. It's always just that. And I don't need it. It doesn't make me feel like we're living a fun life or that we're packing so much in. It makes me feel like we're forgetting something and we're not doing it right. We're failing. And yet, I don't know what to eat tomorrow. I barely know what to make for dinner tonight. I'm going to make pork chops tonight, okay? Are you happy? Yeah. And then tomorrow night, I don't know. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow night? Beg to go out. So I don't have to think about what to make for dinner. 
How many things do you know how to make? Anyway, I only know how to make like four or five things. There's seven days in a week. Really to be sane, you need to know how to make at least probably, what, 14 things, maybe 10 at the least? With all these ingredients, for not, never forgetting the anise, never leaving it in the fridge, showing up on time, listening to them saying, we are family, I got all my sisters with me, what if you're a boy? I'm doing the job, but sometimes I think the job is doing me. And I don't know if it's because I never, you know, I didn't exactly grow up thinking I was going to be a homemaker. Right? And I suppose a lot of women these days, too, didn't really grow up thinking they were going to be a homemaker. They were thinking about their careers. And even if you did, sort of, you'd think about it in, more, in a much more abstract way. Like, well, I want to have a family. I want to have a house and a family, maybe a dog. But you don't think about how much time and energy it takes to feed a dog and clean up the excrement and the uh, excretions, the urination, the slobber, the hair, the fleas. The kids, every morning with the breakfast and the lunch and the snack, before 8 a.m., I've got I put three meals away. And then they got to go to karate and they got to sing and they got to dance. They got to do this. They got to do that all day long, every day. I don't know how you do it. But I'm impressed that you've kept it together this long. Please, God, teach me how. Because I give up. I, I need a self-help book. How to be on time and not want to uh, you know, strangle yourself. Every morning with discussions about what to eat and what to do. And what and There's this clean or that clean. Uh, the only clothes my daughter wants to wear are the ones that she wore yesterday. They're not available, honey. They're dirty. Teach me how. How can the kids do everything they need to do and still get enough sleep? I don't know, because to do everything they need to do. And they don't have that many activities, but with their homework, and have a snack, and eat dinner, and spend time together as a family, and get your reading done, get your teeth brushed, and get showered, blah, 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 you go to bed, and it's so late, you're not getting enough sleep. How, teach me how. I'm, I, I'm all ears. I'm your student. Yoda, do it. Hit me with it, baby. Teach me how. There's too much to do and not enough time and not enough money and not enough patience and not enough caffeine. Teach me how. Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Thanks for listening to uh, The Bitter Spill. If you ever want to give me a call, it's 888-315-5753. Write me at pill at danclass.com or leave a, uh, you know, whatever, comment at the blog at thebitterspill.com. All right. Thank you for supporting the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know what we're going to talk about last time any more than I know what I'm going to eat for dinner tomorrow. So uh, I guess I can just say uh, adios amigos and don't forget the anise. I got a spray for flies. Yeah.